Hey, have you been thinking about starting a podcast? And have you done your research? And they've told you that you need to buy certain equipment? Well, if you want to start off a podcast the cheapest way, I'll tell you to download Anchor. You can create your own cover art, you can record episodes, you can edit your episodes, and you don't even have to worry about distributing your episodes. Anchor will do it all for you. They'll send it to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. So I encourage you to download the Anchor app if you're interested in creating your own podcast. Hey, welcome to the Mental Black with Shelby. So for today's episode, I'm going to talk about um, being diagnosed with ADHD and being a parent with ADHD. Um, So first, let me get into how I was diagnosed. So I was diagnosed with ADHD, I want to say in 2018. Um, The funny thing about my diagnosis is it it didn't come from a mental health professional. Um, It actually came from a doctor. And matter of fact, he didn't even diagnose me. So let me go on to explain. Um, I went to the doctor. I had been missing a couple of appointments. And my doctor had been after me. Like, you're supposed to come to these appointments. You keep rescheduling. And, you know, you know how the doctor office get. Um, And I just remember explaining to him, like, I am back in school for my master's. I work two jobs. And... Basically, I went off on a tangent. And I remember mentally wanting to shut up, like wanted to tell myself to stop speaking, but I kept going. And for me, this was the norm. Like, it was normal, like that I would frequently go off into tangents um, when explaining something. And half of the time, I would explain what I was explaining and then jump to a different topic, come back to my topic. And somehow it all made sense to me, but the person I was talking to, Sometimes we're a little lost. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure I took him on a ride that day. Um, but then speaking with him, he wanted to give me Adderall. He said, oh, I think it'll help you focus a little bit, you know, with your concentration and such. And I'm like, this man is giving me what? Adderall. So I went home, I Googled it, and I saw that um, Adderall is usually given to people who are diagnosed with ADHD. And I remember looking up like ADHD because, like I said, I was back in school for my master's for mental health counseling. So I was aware of what ADHD was, but more so I wanted to learn about the criteria, um, how is it met, and, you know, just do my little research to see if this man was just giving me medicine to give it to me or if what I was exhibiting may have fit that description at the time. And within reading it, I remember telling my sister, like, oh, these are some of the um, the symptoms that come along with having ADHD. And I remember going down the list and um, of the symptoms of ADHD. Um, and my sister saying, that is you. That is so you. And I remember, like, girl, that's not me. And I tried to justify almost everything. I had a rebuttal for everything. If you know me... <laughs> there's always a rebuttal for everything right but um I just was scared because I didn't want to be the next person diagnosed with ADHD um I have worked with a lot of kids in my day and I think you see it on the papers right all time ADHD ADHD like I seen it all the time so I'm like oh gosh like they're just trying to throw this diagnosis at me 
And the sad part about all of this is um, I'm a mental health professional, you know, I'm not licensed yet, but I'm working on that. And I had to realize that I had my own biases of diagnosis. So when it came to the ADHD diagnosis or thinking I may have had it, I had my own bias against that because I felt as though the diagnosis was usually a cop-out um, because of my experience of with the children I worked with. I was always just a cop-out. I just thought that they gave those kids those diagnoses so they could give them medications um, to make money. And even then, I still do have some bias when it comes to that because I do believe that um, pharmacology does work, but also... We need to be teaching the skills that when the medicine doesn't work of how to manage the diagnosis. I wholeheartedly believe in that. So for me, it was more so like they're just trying to diagnose me with this so they could get some money. But then after doing my research, um, I came to the conclusion that I actually may have ADHD. And the reason for that was how long it would take me to do my homework. Um, Basically... I would have the easiest homework assignments, you know, how you have to um, do the discussion post and respond back to two. It would take me three hours, not because I didn't understand the material, but because I would start and stop. Like I would start and then I would go to Facebook and then I would click to Old Navy and I'll be looking at something on Old Navy. Then it'd be something I like. So then I have to go somewhere else to see if I can find it cheaper. And basically I had a hard time focusing. <laughs> <laughs> I would hop from one place to the next. And if you had a conversation with me um, prior to me being um, diagnosed and having the medication, then you're well aware. So um, at the time, um, I started going to a therapist because I was dealing with some other stuff in my life. And I was telling my therapist, like, hey, this is what he gave me. And this is what he um is for and, you know, blah, blah, blah with the ADHD thing. And um I remember her telling me, well, if you feel that way, because she knows I was going for my master's in mental health counseling. So if you feel that way, I could have you meet with a med, um, a med specialist. I, sorry, I'm getting it messed up. Usually APRN. Um, they usually prescribe psychotic medication. So, um. I went to see a med prescriber and um, the person that I met with was a wonderful lady and I was able to relate to her very well and um, she's like yeah that I you know based on what you're telling me I could see where um, that diagnosis can fit and um, how the medication would be beneficial to you and what you're trying to do basically the medication would make how I was feeling a little bit more manageable and um and what I was trying to do manageable basically because sometimes I would get really overwhelmed and sometimes I would get irritated for no reason like there would be no reason for me to be mad and like the sun is out today damn it I can't believe the sun is out today like you know just irritable for no reason um and when it came down to my homework like just sitting there, like, okay, I'm, my thing is like, after work, I'm going to go home, I'm going to do my homework, and 
I would start at like five o'clock and I dead seriously would not finish to 11. And it wasn't because I didn't understand the material. It's because, like I said, I would hop around different places on the internet. I mean, sometimes I would try to, sometimes I would put my phone away, like turn it off um, so that I could try to focus more. And it would still take me some time to do my homework. So, you know, and but the medication, um, I, they started giving me Vyvanse, just 20 milligrams, which is, I believe, the lowest dose you can get. So I started taking that and um, it really helped out. Like it really, <laughs> it really helped out. And then along with going to therapy and learning other techniques and skills of how to manage, you know, um, how I was feeling and things of that nature, um, the combination really worked out well for me. Um, it wasn't really until I got pregnant where things changed a bit because before I found out I was pregnant, I had picked up three classes. I was working two jobs. Um, I ended up having to leave my job to go to do an internship, which I would be doing. Basically, I would wake up around seven-ish, go to work, and I wouldn't get back home till about midnight. So I realized that my medication would be running out by seven o'clock. Um, and some days I had class. So uh, I had them up my dose from 20 to 30, which for me, that helped me. And um, when I got pregnant, um, they told me that Vyvanse fell into a category C drug, meaning that it was unclear if it would cause my child to have um, any type of birth defects, um, whether physical or mental. Um, I decided to continue to take my Vyvanse up to seven months of pregnancy, um, more so because, no, actually, I think I, you know what, sorry, I think I stopped before I got to my third trimester, if I'm not mistaken, so whenever the third trimester begins, <laughs> um, I had already stopped, um, but I did stop taking it and I did notice that it was a little bit harder for me to manage as um within my emotions and also mind you I'm pregnant and um just staying on task and for me like for work I deal with students um that have behavior issues and I can tell you it was challenging because as students saying certain things to me, normally I could just brush off, let it roll off my shoulder, and I started getting irritated by it. So much so that I started saying stuff to my students, not nothing really disrespectful, but like just really saying stuff as like, oh, you guys, you need to stop. Like I wasn't the cheery, cheery up kind of person well, cheery up, cheering kind of person that I was before, like, oh, it's okay, like, we're gonna do this, it was, it was harder, you know, and then, um, it was harder for me to just let things just go and roll, and it was also harder for me, um, to focus, um, and I did notice that a lot, and even in March, um, they, you know, that's when the world, I said the world closed, but basically that's when my job, um, decided to go remote for um, purposes due to COVID. And I just remember um, that same week I was supposed to be 
finishing up and paying off the rest of the stuff for my baby shower. And it was just a lot just trying to deal with that and all the emotions I was feeling and then being pregnant and then um, not having my medication to help me sort through all of that. It was it was hard, um, but I did it and I managed and I was able, and like I said, the therapy really helped because I was able to voice how I was feeling more times um, than, than I had ever been in the past before medication. So it worked out. Um, now we fast forward to my son, well, me being a new parent and my son being about almost four months. And I can tell you, um, that is hard because I didn't start taking my Vivance back until my son was one and a half months. And I wouldn't have done that if I was able to breastfeed like how I wanted to, but my body ain't worked that way, you know? Um, so I started taking it back because I kind of felt myself spiraling a little bit. Um, what my anxiety was starting to be a little bit more intense and my irritability. It was, I just knew it was time. Um, but now that he is almost four months, um, I'm back on my medication and, um, it's still challenging. <laughs> um, it's still challenging because, uh, you have, um, postpartum depression which I continuously get asked about do you have postpartum depression and personally to me um I'm at a loss because some days I feel like hell no and then some days I feel like well maybe I'm teetering so I mean I don't know um and then also with everything that's been happening since the lockdown but more so since my son was born um it's just is a lot like it is a lot to try to process and make sense of and so with the ADHD I have noticed even with my medication that I am super forgetful and ADHD you know that can happen and usually your medication actually helps out with that um your memory um because remember you're way more focused so maybe they need to up my dose. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I can say that my memory, listen, I had to pay a bill and I swear I had the money. I swear I had the money and couldn't find it. Could not find the money nowhere. Hell, I haven't found it to this day, Um, which for me is frustrating. <laughs> and then um, even go to the grocery store. To buy certain things um forgetting where I put my debit card and I could have just had the debit card in my hand I'm pretty sure that happens to everyone but I had organized my wallet to where I knew where everything was um when my son is crying like knowing that I have to remain calm for him but then becoming irritated after like what the hell um so there's a lot and like I said like because I do have the ADHD, sometimes it is hard to differentiate if this is postpartum or if maybe my medicine dosage isn't high enough because mentally I'm doing more. Like, it's a little bit more exhausting. Granted, I did graduate. Go me. It's a little bit more exhausting because within being a new parent, I am also a recent graduate. So trying to find a job or a part-time job that will allow me to get my hours my supervisory hours 
towards my degree, well not degree, but towards my license and trying to figure out what test do I want to take so that if I wanted to get licensed in Connecticut that I can get licensed in other states that I really would love to move to in the future. So, I mean, that is stressful within itself for me. And then with the whole COVID, because like I said, I work at a school and trying to figure out is the school opening or is the school not going to open? Are we going to be in person? Is it going to be virtual? Am I still going to have a job? So it is a lot. And then a newborn. Well, I guess he's an infant now. I don't know. Um, But with him and trying to make sure that everything for him is taken care of, but also make sure that everything for me is taken care of, it is a lot. And sometimes... I do teeter, like, is this postpartum depression or is my medicine not really working? <laughs> but, um, so, like I said, being a new mom uh, with ADHD, um, it's hard because you have routines that, that are supposed to make life so much easier. Um, but it's hard to stick to damn routines if you have ADHD. I mean, I feel for some people it's hard to stick to routine in general, but more so with ADHD, it's harder because it's harder to focus. So basically, um, what I did notice with my medication, sometimes I become hyper-focused, which is that I pay so much attention to this one thing that nothing else matters. And sometimes I struggle with that too, because, hey, it's the world that I live in. This is my world, you know. So, I mean, it's a lot. Um, and I have started going back to therapy. So definitely I will be speaking with my therapist about this. Um, I have a new um, med prescriber that I'll be meeting with soon. So maybe they'll help me figure it out. What the hell is happening for me? Um, is it my medication? Currently, is it not strong enough? Or is this you know, a mild case of postpartum stress disorder. So it's a lot. And I basically give props and kudos to you mamas and you fathers out there that do have some mental health diagnosis and are still pushing on. I mean, just to parents in general, because let me tell you, working in a school before I had my son, I only dealt with y'all kids for a couple of hours and I, they were on a merry way. And after my weekends were my weekends. Now I deal with, you know, the kids and then I come home and I got to deal with my own. And my weekends are never my weekends. <laughs> so it's a lot. But, um, you know, if you are feeling overwhelmed or challenged, I do encourage you to reach out to a mental health professional within your area. Um I always tell you, you can always call the crisis hotline. Um, I don't have the number on hand, but I do know that you can call 211 if you live in Connecticut and Massachusetts. Um, you can also text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741, um, and you'll be able to speak to a counselor. So, with the all, thank you for tuning in today. And I appreciate you. And don't forget to give yourself some time for you. Being a parent is hard. Being who you are sometimes is challenging. And sometimes we just need time for ourselves. So I encourage you to make sure that you put yourself first. Because you matter. <laughs>